Finally past the 16 seeds, now into the 15 seeds, and I've got the Horizon League. Up at the top, this is as competitive a league as you will find in the country. If you just look last year, first place went 15-5. and five. There was a three-way tie at second, three teams at 14-6. and six. I have each of those four teams in my first tier, but who I have winning this conference is a team that finished 500 in league play just a year ago. It's Wright State. I look for them to get back on top of the Horizon League like they did just two years prior. They only lose their fifth and sixth leading scorers in Tim Finke and Amari Davis, both about eight point per game guys. But they bring back Trey Calvin, who averaged over 20 points a game last year, nearly four assists, three boards, shot at 39% from three. He's a terrific scorer. Brandon Noel, also inside, nearly was a double-double guy last year at 13 points, nine boards a game. A.J. Braun averaged nine and a half and five. Alex Hubretzky averaged eight and a half points a game last year. So four guys back that average eight and a half or more for this team. On top of that, they add Tanner Holden, the classic transfer back move, left, right state, looked for a greener pasture in the Big Ten at Ohio State, but he wants to come back and be a star piece yet again. I still look for Trey Calvin to be the leading scorer, even though two years prior when they made the NCAA tournament, it was Tanner Holden that was the guy averaging over 20 points per game. I think this team's still going to run through Trey Calvin, but having Tanner Holden back is a very talented piece and makes the starting five for this unit very scary. Also bring in a D2 transfer, averaged 18 and a half and eight boards a game last year. A couple role guys are back as well. They're seventh and eighth men that averaged 20 and a half minutes and 17 and a half minutes a game last year. One of them about a seven point per game guy, 48% three point shooter. So the top seven or eight of this rotation, I think is very scary. And I think you're going to see a very improved Wright State team this year due to the continuity and the addition or return of Tanner Holden this season. Two to five, I have the teams that finished either first or five tied second last year. I still think they're in the same tier as Wright State. It's Cleveland State, then Northern Kentucky, then Milwaukee, then Youngstown State. Good year after Gates left for Coach Robinson in just his second season to get Cleveland State just a game back of finishing up at the top of this conference in the regular season. Back is Tristan Inaranwa, who averaged 15.5 last year, 6.5 boards. I watched him go for 19-8-5 in a game against IPFW in late January last year. Drew Lauder, double-figure scorer from the point guard position back. Also, Tay Williams averaged 11-6 and six last year. He's back. In terms of what they lost, Deshaun Parker, Deontay Johnson, Yahel Hill, all three of those guys averaged between 7 to 10 points a game. So having to replace their 4th to 6th leading scorers, but their top three and their 7th and 8th men are both back. They also add some transfers, a double-figure guy in the Summit last year, and Tevin Smith out of Denver, averaged 11 points per game, bring in TJ Moss out of Detroit, role guy for them with Antoine Davis starring the show there for Detroit. It's a bit of a bold prediction with Cleveland State returning 
three of their leading scorers, Wright State, finished four games behind them, returned their four leading scorers. But I think the addition of Tanner Holden does enough to make the difference and why I have Wright State over Cleveland State. The NCAA tournament representative out of this conference, I have at three, Northern Kentucky, and they bring back their two leading scorers. There's a lot of continuity up at the top of this conference this season. They did, however, lose four of their top seven. Uh, Chris Brandon gone. Xavier Rhodes gone. Trevon Faulkner gone. All those guys about seven to eight and a half point per game guys. But Marquise Warwick averaged 19 points for this team, 38% three-point shooter. Bringing him back certainly going to be a threat for first-team all-conference, of course. That is a big-time scorer to have now as a senior. Sam Benson averaged 12 points a game last year. They bring in a nice point guard from the D2 ranks, averaged 15, 4, four and a, half a season ago in D2, now stepping up to D1. They add a double-figure guy from the Horizon League in Cade Meyer out of Green Bay. Granted, he played on a terrible team where he was able to score double figures, but should still certainly help in this rotation and, and will probably start for this team. Also bringing an unproven guy out of Marquette. So bringing back three of their top five with their two leading scores, specifically with Warwick, they will be in the hunt up at the top of this conference. Milwaukee at number four, Bart Lundy, an incredible first year. This Milwaukee program had underperformed under the previous regime. They bring back their three leading scorers for their top five. You hear it once again. Each of these teams I predicted in the top four, ton of continuity returning for their program. B.J. Freeman, the most notable, 18 points and five boards a game last year, finishing just under Warwick's average out of Northern Kentucky. Couple double-figure guys that are also back in Browning and Pullian from the guard positions. They do lose, similar to Northern Kentucky, similar to Cleveland State. Three guys that averaged between six to eight points a game last year that were somewhere between four to seven um, in terms of their most impactful scorers in the rotation. They do add some transfers. Field out of Old Dominion. Fields, excuse me, five points, four rebounds a game, playing as a role guy in the Sun Belt a season ago. They had a couple guys that barely saw the floor at Texas A&M and at Washington, but now down below the Power Six ranks, maybe can see the floor far more often and add an eight and four guy, three assists as well. Defensive menace averaged over a steal and a half in Pierce Spencer out of Nichols State, paid for, played for a very good coach in Austin Clanch. There in Thibodeau. Um, those four teams, with their continuity, with doing a little bit in the transfer market, the top four in this Horizon League is going to be very fun. And in that same tier, despite losing four of their five leading, leading scorers, I have Youngstown State still being a threat. This team won the conference regular season by a game, but I love this team to still be in contention up at the top, even though I've got them fifth, because of what Coach Calhoun did in his seventh season at, U at Youngstown State in the transfer market. Bringing in DJ Burns out of, out of Murray State, nine points, six and a half boards. Ziggy Reed out of Merrimack, averaged 14 and four last year. They returned their second leading scorer. Brandon Rush averaged 14 a game for him. 
Cohill, Green, Nelson, those are big-time losses. Cohill, 18-point-a-game guy. Watch him spur that comeback. They were down nine points or something in the second half to Detroit and then went on about a 37-10 to 10 run, led largely by Cohill, losing a lot of that rotation for their top five gone from a year ago. Bring in a Northern Kentucky transfer that sat out last season, had averaged six points a game. Another Northern Kentucky transfer that was a role guy, only saw the floor for about nine minutes last year. Bring in a nine and seven guy out of Florida A&M. Bring in another six point per game guy out of Toledo. So you can clearly tell Coach Calhoun said, hey, I want to be a threat. Still again up at the top, and the only way I'm going to do that, losing four of my top five, is getting super aggressive in the transfer portal, and he did just that. In the next tier, I've got Oakland and Robert Morris, both of those teams a step below at six and at seven. They finished fifth and tied six last year, going 11 and nine and 10 and 10, those respective programs. Um, Oakland, who I've got at six. Loses their first and third leading scores, but do bring back five of their top seven, including Trey Towson, a 16.5, 7.5 rebound guy, but losing Jalen Moore, who spearheaded this offense, 20 points, four boards, nearly six assists a game last season, will definitely hurt. Rocket Watts is going to have to lead this team from the point guard position. He was at Michigan State not all that long ago, averaged nine points a game last year in his new destination in Oakland. I look for him to take a leap this next year, and Blake Lampman also back a 10-point-per-game scorer. They bring in some D2 guys, a bunch of JUCOs, not really much of any D1 transfers outside of Isaiah Jones, who just played 10 minutes a game last year on a, you know, okay Detroit Mercy team in the Horizon League. I mean, they finished tight eighth in the Horizon, and he was only able to see the floor for 10 minutes a game. So going to be a lot of guys jumping their way up into the D1 ranks from the JUCOs or from the D2s that are going to have to be impactful for this team. But bringing back five of your top seven, there is hope for Oakland that maybe they can get into that top five. I just don't see it happening, losing more, losing Hervey, big scores from last season. Robert Morris in there at seven. They lost three of their four leading scores, but they do bring in Justin Justice Williams out of LSU, looking to have more success now in the mid-major ranks. Marquise Hastings out of Western Michigan averaged nearly a double-double. Should help them inside, going to need to. When you lose a guy like Khalil Spear, who averaged 15.5 and and 8 last year, you lose Cheeks, who averaged 15.5 points per game for them at the guard position. Um, Robert Morris, I think, will be a little bit more down this season, but a couple nice transfers to not make the drop-off too significant. At 8 to 11 in that last tier, I've got IPFW, Green Bay, IUPUI, and dead last, no, it's not Uwe Pui. No, it's not Green Bay, who went 2-18 and and have been abysmal the last several seasons. It is Detroit. Detroit losing Davis. Coach Mike Davis will still be there, but having to lead the way without his son, one of the best scorers to ever touch a college basketball floor. They only bring back their third leading scorer, 
and he missed some time last year, only played in 13 games in Jaden Stone, but was very productive in those 13 games, averaged 14 points and five boards. But that's it in terms of their top seven and their rotation, who's coming back to play a key role. And they didn't bring in any transfers that have done anything particularly noteworthy at their previous stops. Maybe the most notable would be totally out of Bethune-Cookman, who averaged 17 points a game last year, but don't have a single other guy who averaged over four and a half outside of Stone, only played, like I mentioned, 13 games last year. Uwe Pui and Green Bay, they should both be better with what they brought in. I look for both of them to win more than two conference games this year. I mean, Green Bay went out and got a D2 All-American, another D2 piece, um, a Juco, a 14.5-point score out of Wyoming. There's much more talent on this roster than there was a year prior. And then Uwe Pui, bringing back a decent amount of continuity. Seven of their top eight leading scorers are back, along with a guy, 12-point-per-game guy, who only played in four games last year. Nearly everyone on this roster missed several games. This was a bad basketball team, don't get me wrong, but the lack of health didn't do them any favors. They should be better this season. Uwe Pui and Green Bay won't be the doormats that they've been in the past, but still in this bottom tier. And then IPFW, losing five of their top six, losing their top four scores. I thought they were going to be a team that could contend up at the top of the horizon last year, and they were so disappointing going 9-11, and only bringing back their fifth leading scorer from their top six, losing four guys that averaged nine-plus points per game. I don't see it being a very successful season for Purdue, Port, Fort Wayne, John Kaufman now in his 10th year at the program. That is my Horizon League recap. Wright State, I have a bit of a surprise winning this conference with the return of Tanner Holden. The top five in this league is going to be very quality basketball between Wright State, Cleveland State, Northern Kentucky, Milwaukee, and Youngstown State. Ton of continuity up at the top in this league and look for it to be an exciting Horizon League basketball season.